everybody. Welcome to the PC Perspective Podcast. This is our 309th episode. It's July 16th. We are at QuakeCon 2014. Uh, if you're watching this on a video version, it should look a little different. We're in a different spot. We're all sitting here. Uh, we've got Josh, Allen, and Maury. Introduce yourselves. And Job. Uh, what? In the, in the correct order that you would normally introduce yourselves. Introduce Job? yourselves. I'm Josh Walrith. I'm Alan Malentano. And I'm Maury Teitelman. More, you're probably gonna have you're gonna have to hold that microphone closer. Closer, part Swallow the mic. Uh, we have we do have an audience with us today. Thank you very much for joining us again on short notice. Look, look, everybody. Now you're on TV. Yeah. <laughs> uh, your mom watches the show. That's pretty nice. That's we're not that popular. More than my mom does. So. Um, so we have a couple of things we're going to run through, and then we're going to get into like Q&A. We'll talk about what we're doing. Obviously, you guys, uh, I see some workshop T-shirts. I see some PC Per Live T-shirts out there. That is awesome. Uh, all the stuff behind us is going to be given away on Saturday, not tomorrow, as I said earlier. A um, bunch of stuff. And actually, we have probably five or six companies whose stuff is going to be here tomorrow. So the loot grab should be pretty good. Um, we have NVIDIA stuff in here. Uh, not in here yet, rather. And uh, I think we have we got Corsair stuff still coming in, Inwin stuff MSI. coming in, MSI. We got a lot of we got a lot of the gear that we're going to pass out. So um, let's just jump into it here. We're going to see if this actually still works, Ken. Why wouldn't it? Uh, well, because of us. Can you doubt me? A little. A little. I heard Josh doubts you. All right. So uh, if you are new to the show, either here or on the stream, uh, we do this every Wednesday at this time, 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m., wherever we're at now. Um, <laughs> Texas, thank you. Uh, that's central time. Central. Yep. Central time. No, Texas has its own time. Texas right. Texas is definitely – it thinks it's its own time. Texas time. Uh, PCPro.com slash live is where we do that if you want us. Obviously didn't help. Um, so we're here for the PC Perspective Hardware Workshop. That is on Saturday at noon. Hopefully, I'm sure all you guys uh, will make time to be there. Um, we'll probably have 1,800 to 2,000 people in the main stage. We're going to give away, I think, our total... printed that on the form that you get. So each of these has a unique number. Anybody that shows up here today will get a couple of extra of those. Increase your chances on Saturday. Uh -huh. um, so that's a plus. And if you win anything, you've got to then fill out the back of the form, give it to immigration, and yes. then uh, we're going to tariff. Yeah, yeah. Are they, st are they still going to be really strict with you guys on what hardware you bring in and out? That's always an issue when we give away uh, stuff as well. And we do have a build contest. What's that? Yeah, okay. You okay. Can only bring in well, at least two people will walk away with full working systems. Like we're at, we're doing a system build contest we did a couple years ago. Unless they really screw up. That if they really screwed up. up and they don't finish it in the two hour block, then I take it all back. Or, or, or if they don't. Yeah. yeah. Uh, mm, that took how long did that take? It took hours. A while. It took, a long, it took longer than I would expect anybody to do that here. Uh, but, you know, we'll do the same thing last year. If a person finishes it first and boots into Windows, gets to keep the system, second person gets it taken from their hands, and then we raffle it off <laughs> to the audience. So don't be the slow one is how that goes. 
Uh, but that's exciting. So if you're in the Dallas area and uh, you're not here yet, you can come in on Saturday and join us for that. Let's talk about um, some stuff. I things. Guess. There are some hardware things to talk about this week. It was a slow week, which is fine. We've got a lot of other stuff going on. Uh, Lee posted a review of a Corsair Graphite 760T case. Do you guys remember this from CES? Do you remember seeing this? This is the one where the side panel is almost completely oh, yeah. window. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, and I think we were all kind of impressed with... It was a clean look. Yeah, the, the structural integrity of it is what impressed me the most because it's all acrylic, yep. but yet the door didn't feel like it was going to crack or fall off or anything like that. Yep. It was and, thick. Yeah, yeah, and, they, and I think they did a really good job in terms of aesthetics, right? They've got a black version, a white version. Sorry we don't have any visuals for you guys to see what we're talking about uh, here. Um, but uh, it, it's actually a really, really nice case, and it has a lot of room for water cooling stuff, uh, not, maybe not enough room for what Maury wants to do, but it's got uh, no. a lot So should of space I pantomime for our audience here what it looks like? Yeah, if I'll you... have swinging... Yeah, that would work. We could do that. Josh, no swinging. No swinging? <laughs> um, like I said, again, there are ladies that present. Lee posted that up just uh, a couple of days ago, I guess. And I don't know. It got an editor's choice, so that must mean it's pretty impressive. Um, and what was the price on it? $179. Do you guys think cases are getting too expensive, or do you think that's that's a really nice case, though? That's a nice case. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you really have most cases fall around a hundred to hundred and thirty dollar point. So, I mean, one hundred seventy nine for high end case isn't isn't unheard of. Yeah. Last week um, we talked about an open air acrylic case that was one hundred and seventy dollars. So I guess that kind of puts yeah. things True. in perspective <clears throat> as well. Um, so that review went up. We also uh, Maury did a review of the ASUS Z ninety seven WS board. Are you tired of Z ninety seven yet? I am tired. <laughs> How many of, motherboards have you reviewed on Z ninety seven since that launch? Uh, probably about ten, maybe. <laughs> That's yeah. Nice. I think because there was a we had about four manufacturers and average three boards from each, maybe. Everybody wants their share. Everybody so what's unique about the WS board, right? So I'd assume not a whole lot of people are actually going to build like workstation workstations out of it, but it has at least one unique feature in the group yeah, the, that the I think du- is important for the us. WS, uh, the WS board right now, and this is asterisk right now, is the only board from Asus that has – the only Z97 board from Asus that has a PLX chip on it. So it's the only board that you can actually run uh, three or four by – SLI or Crossfire on and actually get more than 4x uh, PCI bandwidth on. Mm-hmm. Um, the, also, the unique feature with WS is they increase the uh, they increase quality caps this year. The caps are 12k caps. That is the only board in the Asus line that has 12k caps on it. Uh, it's a nice board. Is that 1,200 hours? Uh, yeah, tw- uh, yeah, 12,000 hours. 12,000 yeah. uh, operational hours. Yes, it's, I, know, okay. I mean those are I those are uh, those are you know basically industrial mill strength. Mil spec caps; those are really nice. Um, it's got the enhanced uh, VRMs like a lot of the other boards in the ASUS line. Um, it doesn't have; it lacks some of the visual pizzazz of their other boards. Yeah, yeah. the The visual pizzazz of that board is more in line with the channel boards, where it's got the I think I believe it's golden black. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, it's it, the, their market for the workstation line is for graphics professionals and high end designers. I mean, that's what they're marketing that board for. But if you want something with a PLX chip because you're running three or four video cards in SLI or Crossfire, that's the board you want to get right now. Um, <laughs> the, uh, the guys from Asus have told us that there will be a Republic of Gamers version. That is just not out yet. It will probably be the, uh, you know, the Maximus 7 Extreme. Or I, I, think it's a, I think they're up to 7 now in yeah. that line. 
but that those are not those are forthcoming those soon. But you know we haven't seen them and we don't have release dates on those. How much does this board cost? That board, I believe. I can look. Yeah, it's, it's not it's not a quiz. I guess two eighty six. How's that? Yeah, that sounds. Yeah. No, Did, it's, it's what you wrote, so I hope it's right. Okay. Did, yeah. So, so yeah. I mean, you're, you're pay, when, when you're uh, when you're buying when you're buying that board, that is a higher end board. It's not it's not a flagship board. The flagship board is going to be four hundred dollars or so. Uh, but you're paying for the PLX chip. You're paying for the caps. You're paying for the quality of that board. You know, and and by by no means is that a high price for that board. You know, I mean, you're you're getting your value out of that. You get the ASUS, um, you know, the ASUS warranty. You get the PLX. You get the enhanced caps. Also, with the workstation line, they um, they guarantee they test quality test against. I think it's a thousand, a thousand peripherals, something like that. They do some wow. amazing, you know, quality testing with those boards job. to make sure they're compatible with pretty much peripherals across the board because they will be used in a corporate environment. So. Does it have a discharge button? No discharge button. Sorry, <laughs> that's Josh. too bad. I like discharge. So I, no. I'm curious. Like 286 dollars for this board. We the, the the way we work with products is is not that doesn't seem outlandish. When you guys obviously I'm th- assuming you guys all build systems, you build your own systems. 286 dollars too much for a motherboard these days. Okay, I don't see any out and out no's. So that's yeah. Do you think that's above average for what people are paying for boards? Yeah. Because when I see prices of motherboards that are 400 and $429, those are the top-end flagship products, mm-hmm. right? Um, but I still – you can open it. It's fine. Go ahead. We'll wait. There we go. <laughs> you feel better? You feel better? Yeah. Good. Yeah. Go ahead, Maury. The thing is you've got to remember is uh, with the imminent release of the X99, you know, and this is purely my guessing, September, October timeframe is what we're looking at. Um, those boards minimum are going to be probably between two and three hundred dollars. So figure this WS board is kind of a stepping stone in between, you know, quality wise and feature wise is is in between a Z97 and an X99 board. I mean that's that's where the price tag comes in because you have the PLX chip, because you have the enhanced caps, because you have the other features on it. That that's what you're paying for. I mean PLX the, when they put a PLX chip on it, they have to do quality testing with both Nvidia and uh, AMD to get the uh, SLI and Crossfire X logos because if they put that on a board that has a PLX chip, it means that you can use up to quad SLI or quad Crossfire. If they have a PLX chip and it do- and it's not certified, they cannot legally put those uh, the uh, logos on the board. Anybody so. in this room have four GPUs in their system? I didn't think so. Anybody that, on this side of the table have four GPUs in their system? I have three. Okay, that's pretty close. <laughs> do you have two? No. Do you one. have two? Oh, I don't have two. It's kind of weird, isn't it? You have a laptop GPU, let's be honest. <laughs> well, yeah, that's true. Um, so another thing, that, another review that came out this week was actually the Corsair Flash Voyager GTX. This is a, Where is it? Where is it? Flash, well, we know. forgot the most important part. I either part. lost it already. What's we forgot that? the most important part. Of what? Of the motherboard review. Where is the CMOS battery? Where is the CMOS battery? Uh, you have to look on it. <laughs> is it up? <optimal>? What? <laughs> I don't remember. As as we've said, how I've much have you had to ten, drink tonight? I've, I've looked at ten. I've looked at ten Z ninety seven boards since the end. Let me see. Of well, let me May. see where it falls. Look in the pros. Look in the pros and cons. Uh, it's either going to be a pro yes. or a con. Was well, this review helpful? Yes. <laughs> it is not listed in strengths or weaknesses, so it must not have one. 
That's it. It clearly does not. That's have it, more. Usually, in front of my computer, I can look at the actual That's pictures. Right. No right. CMOS battery. I know. So the Corsair Flash Voyager GTX. It's a USB flash drive. Doesn't sound very exciting. We all have lots of those. I don't know where it is, Alan. Either you I put lost it in my it. bag and lost it, or it's sitting at the office still. Um, it is a 128 gig or 256 gig USB drive that has an SSD controller in it. Yep, Fizon. Fizon thirty one oh nine. It's a four channel SATA like SSD controller with a bridge chip to go. So to what's USB3. what's the difference in having an SSD controller in a flash drive versus I don't know not speed. That's it. Pretty much. Yeah, I mean we were able to get uh, if I look scroll Cause, down cause my a wonderful typical picture, USB drive has like one channel to the flash. Okay. Usually, there's just like one flash. And this has. How many? Four channels. Four channel. Yeah. We were able to see read speeds of 462 megabytes per second and write speeds of 371 megabytes per second. And this is a little... On a little tiny USB flash li- Relatively small USB flash right. drive. What was so, that old one? One of the first USB 3.0s? It was like the, it was like the, the ISO <laughs> the, or the Enzo? I think it was a Super Talent. Was it the big silver one? Yeah, and the, 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 yeah, the thing would snap off. No, that was OCZ. Uh, Where you snapped off the port? Yeah, OCZ. Oh, you're talking about like okay, so it wasn't actually a thumb drive. And that was a that was basically a drive with a cable and like everything else. This is just the thumb drive. You pull yeah. the cap off. Pull yeah. It like. So what do you do with all that speed, right? So I can you, you can see benefits of having a 256 gig thumb drive. So so here's it, here's what's funny that occurred to me. That's like, hang on. I always I, what? Oh, you got to open that. All right. Okay, go, oh. ahead. go ahead now. So whenever we're talking about. Whenever we're talking about write speeds to, like, your internal mobile SSD, mm-hmm. right? And I always say, like, where are you going to get stuff that fast? Right? There's a place where you get stuff that you fast? You could actually get So if you have stuff on this drive and you want to transfer it to your laptop, this is where your write speed actually yeah. comes into play on your laptop. Because that thing is going almost as fast as SATA 6 gigabit, right? Yeah, and the pricing on it is not... I mean, it's expensive because of its capacity, but it's not ridiculous. You're looking at yeah. 119 for the 128 gig and 199 for the 256 gig. And your USB controller has to support? UASP. Yep. It doesn't have to. If you don't have UASP, we were able to get... It's still decent. 389 by 205. 389 yeah. read, 205 write. But if you want the full... You want full speed UASP, which is basically uh, SCSI over USB. Does Intel's controller support UASP now? I don't know of a it, driver to do that. It. UASP is an interesting thing because it's manufacturer dependent. Um, yeah. the the native Intel controller will only support it if if the manufacturer has built the drivers into the motherboard. Right now, hmm. the only off hand, off the top of my head, the only manufacturer that actually builds and uh, publicizes about UASP is Asus. Right. Yep. Yeah, because we tested um, on a Z97 Deluxe board from them. What is it, the Asmedia? Yeah, it's their Asmedia controller Asmedia, that, they, that they've yep. done it through. Um, yeah, but you I go think, into their tool and enable UASP yeah. mode, and it, it effectively, I guess, Alan, is adding command queuing to USB yeah, that doesn't have it normally in bot mode, where it's just sequential It, it basically accesses it as if it was a SCSI device, so it's able to use commands okay. that are like a different command set, right? where USB command set is just like one command at a time for... You know, fault transfer, that yeah. kind of stuff. Whereas this is more like SATA, kind yeah. of. It's an interesting device. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how many people out there really believe that there's a use for a 256 gig thumb drive that can go in your pocket that can read at 460 megabytes well, per second. I think what's but more significant on that drive is because it's a four-channel controller and it's more like an SSD. Um, 
most thumb drives just fall flat if you try to write a bunch of small files to them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, they literally crawl. Like, it's like one file per second, even, like, yep. in some cases. Just really slow. This thing will be more like you're writing it straight to an SSD. It'll just rip right through them. So, but what if you're so like, if you're copying a uh, Titanfall to an SSD to move to another system, or to yeah. a thumb drive, rather, to another system, right? Yep. That's a 50 gig, lots of files, lots tens of, of thousands files. of files. Yeah, that would go pretty installation. quick. Installation. Okay. If you're a hacker uploading your virus. Oh, clearly. You gotta have you gotta have speed. Yeah, like that moment in the movie where the little progress bar takes yeah. like forever, and the woman gets mugged or whatever because she couldn't get always you know, the out last of the, second. Yeah, yeah. that's the not last, gonna be a problem. Right. Yeah. So with one of these, like it just boop, ding, and mm. she'd be gone, and like ten minutes later, the guy would break through the door. Interesting. Yeah, that yeah you're be. right. That should. Yeah. No, nobody take that. We're gonna. I'm gonna pitch that to them okay. and sell to them. What do you think? 150k? Is that Some, right? Is like that, that the production cost, I want, Ken? I want. Oh, yeah. Fifty percent. All right. Yeah. Well, we get a discount. resource center from them for that money yeah, of as course, well. Absolutely. Sweet. So, um, <laughs> I don't think this is news to any of us doing what we do. You guys are obviously here at QuakeCon, which is a giant collection of people who enjoy PC gaming. Uh, but it appears that PC, the PC industry is not dead. There's a pile of stuff behind me that backs it, that up. As it turns out, people still buy computers. People still build computers. Because this is the post-PC This era. is the post-PC area. None of you brought PCs to QuickCon, you're all brought tablets and Bluetooth no, there's, controllers. Yeah. There's not right? a line there's not a line full of yeah. people with PC right. parts. They brought in You all have your shields. Yeah, they're all shields from your house. Gaming, but yes. you didn't bring your PC here. You left that PC at home. Stream it. It's good connection here at least, right? So you've That's got where that all the shields went. We've been wondering streaming. We'll have some shields to give away tomorrow. Uh, so you can test that theory. Not tomorrow. I'm sorry, Saturday. I don't Thank know why you. I'm Saturday two days. I'm glad it's not tomorrow. You're wishing life away again. Maybe I'll just wander around the BYOC tomorrow and give out shields. Maybe that's what I'm doing. Maybe well, you don't it, know. I thought NVIDIA was doing that tomorrow. Maybe I'll anyway, do that. So. You've got to get, get Tom some more beers and then say, Tom, come on, we're going to go to the BYOC. And then he just hands stuff out. I was, so. I was reading something about that. Uh, that I think some of the assumption about the whole post-PC era was that there was an assumption on the part of industry and all that uh, corporations were going to move to smaller form factors, tablets, cell phones, right. uh, ultrabooks, whatever. That hasn't happened. Actually, most corporations are in their uh, recycling cycle. That's a bad word, but... Um, it is. Yeah, go ahead. But, yeah, uh, they're, basically, um, they're basically redoing their, their desktops because they're all old. Their upgrade cycle. Yeah, exactly. They're, um, because, I mean, most of, their, most of their upgrades, you know, most of their PCs are on uh, WinXP. They're having to upgrade to either Windows 7, Windows 8. So using it as an excuse to upgrade their infrastructure as well. Um, and that's, that's I, I was reading somewhere, I don't remember the article I saw that in, but that's a lot of where the driving factor of this uptick in the PC market is coming because of the corporate market buying. But also, um, a lot of the gamers and stuff are seeing that the Xbox and the PS4, PS4? PS4. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I'm not a console guy, so Clearly. sorry. Uh, but yeah, the Xbox, the Xbox and the uh, PS4 are just not all that they were so you, you, maybe some people were waiting to see what those machines were going to be like determined mm-hmm. that wasn't enough i mean have you guys in the audience seen your upgrade cycles get longer or shorter over the last five to ten years you think it's gotten shorter yeah i mean is it, I, I think it's fair that i'd say in general most people think it's longer because you see screen resolutions cap you see we talk about all the time about how much graphics performance you can get out of a 150 or 200 graphics card yep. on a 1080p monitor and when's the last really big jump of processor technology that we've seen? Is probably what the the original i seven, yeah, like well, Sandy Bridge, which, which I still Sandy have Bridge. in my system yeah. i seven nine twenty. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah. yeah. It breathes yeah, fire, but it still works. Um, well, I think it's kind of interesting in that we, uh, we've seen a lot of pushing for, you know, hey, we're going to have all these managed blade servers and everybody's mm-hmm. going to essentially just going to have... Virtualized. Yeah, either virtualized or just have a small basic console on, on their desk. Like a and, shield. Yeah, <laughs> but the price for that is so much more expensive than just getting a $500 Dell that the average person is just going to use in an office um, environment. Or if you want to, if you have like a CAD user and you don't need a super duper card, I mean, an $800 basic system with a quad core or, you know, an i7 processor, you can get from Dell for just cheap. Yep. And, and uh, I mean, why, why license and build up all this next generation infrastructure that will, you know, virtualize everything and put it all into a server room when Cloud it's man. three quarters of the price, half the price, if you just do it. In the traditional Not way. Not only did they all bring tablets and shields, they're all just streaming off of grid. Yeah. Right? Like, lane C is gone, right? They figured that problem out it's on networking. Myth. It's yeah, a myth. It's not yeah. even really a thing. Um, well, that, that's, that's the biggest barrier. You hit the biggest barrier to corporate America virtualizing going to the cloud is latency. Yeah. I mean, you have, you have a globalized workforce, and, um, you know, this is – in my work, we face this problem all the time. You have a workforce in India, a workforce in, in the U.S. You run a service from the U.S., the guys in India are going to have major lag and latency. You run your service from India, you have major lag and latency in the U.S. You know, and there's no good solution because the second, third world countries, India is kind of... Magic? You know, they're, the they're just... Hmm? Magic is the answer. Yeah, magic. Pixie dust. IBM, IBM owns it. <laughs> but, yeah, it's just, it's just you, you know, you can't guarantee infrastructure in, the, in second and third world and emerging first world countries because they're, they're emerging. The, the capital isn't there. They're not, uh, they're not spending on the infrastructure or whatever. Even our infrastructure in the U.S. isn't yeah. great. I mean, it's, no. it's better than a lot of places, but I, I, I still think, don't have gigabit fiber to my yeah, house. No kidding. What the crap? Well, I, I think I've heard that South Korea actually has one of the best infrastructures in the world. Alan's that true? Amazingly enough, you know. But when hundreds of people are in one conference room of a hotel, all jammed in there at the same time, and everybody can run speed test and get fifty megabit down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. That yeah, but you know what? Two weeks ago, well, Comcast. There. Comcast has excellent it. service. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and they have. Why would such, you want to leave there? They, they have. have they have providers. such they are good the service in their country. There's no, no, no reason no, you no. are going to leave. Time Warner. Best. Time Warner is the best. It, they you guys suck. listen to Let's that. Let's just agree to that. You guys hear that? Uh, the the whole Comcast the uh, customer support. So uh, the, the, the PC Comcast. being not dead still, this was a report apparently from uh, Gartner that says they expect to see slow but consistent PC growth, which kind of leads us into the next story about how much money Intel made. Intel never makes money. How much money did Intel never. make? They're uh, bankrupt. They apparently um, ha- they sold $8.7 billion in PC hardware. Plus $300. Of which, <laughs> oh, of which, of that $8.7, $3.7 billion yeah. is profit. That's some nice margins. Uh, you know yeah. what's really interesting about this? So it's $13.8 billion total. By the way, their mobile division uh, lost, lost one point one, one billion. billion. Yeah, that was. And that still, was they be... made three point seven billion overall. It's much that is not a small number. How do, you, how do you how do you sit in like an AMD conference room after that quarterly report come out and go? Oh. God, they lost one point one billion in one of their divisions. Yeah. How much did we make last year quarter? Uh, one point two billion. <laughs> yeah. So what Intel pissed away? 
Well, it's it's all the mobile stuff because I mean yeah. they They're still they, trying to fight in that market. Yeah, I mean they. No, it's true. I, they yeah. gave up the boat when Apple approached them initially to make the original iPhone processor, and Intel said, "You know what? We can't meet." There could be Intel CPU in this thing right here. There could be. there could have been, and no. uh, they gave them the choice. But Intel said, "You know what? We can't make something for these margins in the amount that you're going to sell." And Apple ended up selling a hundred times more than <laughs> Intel. Initially figured, and they I mean, and then, they've been kicking themselves. And then and some wait, guy was fired. Yeah, some, and wait, and who who made those processors, Josh? Samsung. Well, they they fabbed them. Yeah, they yeah. fabbed them. Yeah, yeah, they made them. Yeah. yeah. Well, the now, first well, one. they don't make the current ones because Apple kind of got Apple designs all, all this, their own all this, stuff. All the suing and stuff between them and Samsung, they kind of stopped letting Samsung make them. Right. Well, the, that's the simplifying. No, still I mean, no, I mean, Samsung still Samsung's such a huge company. Their phone division has very, very little to do with the fabrication guys. I'm fabrication. Of their refrigerator division. That works exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Samsung is completely divided. Most Samsung like ultrabooks don't come with Samsung SSDs in them, which is that's crazy. Yeah. But they, it's, that's just what they do. They I kind of for, like having that separation, right? You can have more trust in that Samsung yeah. notebook that they're going to pick the right part as opposed to just picking the Samsung. But part. no, they pick like crappy SSDs. Well, in theory, <laughs> you should have more Margins. confidence in them, right? <laughs> So Intel made a lot of money. Uh, did you get any of that? Did you get your check? No. Mm. I didn't. Must have got lost in that Florence uh, yeah, post office. Post office. Black uh, so Club 3D launches world's first USB 3.0 to 4K graphics adapter. Anybody want one of these? It is a USB 3 device. Because I've got so many 4K TVs, It has a display TVs, port connection right? yeah. that uh, will do 4K. And I don't know if it says, can we, did we decide if it will do 60 Hertz, or are we just guessing at this point? I'm the guessing the math works out. USB three can do well, as we saw with the Corsair drive, 460 megabytes per second. Is it just raw going over that, or I mean, like? Uh, well, I'm sure no, they a, use some lube. There's a. T- <laughs> yeah, they're gonna need to. I knew it was coming. <laughs> uh, there, there's a display controller on there. Did, right. did they on, test like it? A display controller on the chip, or is it using the CPU on the host system? No, no, no. There's got to be a controller. Did, on did it. they test okay. it at 3D, or just this was just a 2D? No, wasn't this it? was just an no. announcement. I don't, Those don't do 3D. They just like you know the, the use oh, case for this is somebody that has a laptop or has a, a an all-in-one or a, like something like that that wants <laughs> yeah. to support a 4K display that you doesn't watch. have DisplayPort output. You watch the lines draw. You can do that. Um, I'm not sure it's really useful. Any, I mean, nothing. 3840 by 2160. I mean, USB that's for drive. someone that wants to run a PowerPoint on a 4K panel. Is basically what that's for. Or a browser. Or maybe a movie. Dude, my, my mom my mom doesn't want a 4K monitor, dude. That's too big. She's she's old. No, she's old. She can't. <laughs> she's old. She can't see that well. You know. uh, actually, it does say 3840 by 2160 at 30 hertz. Hey, Siri wants to talk to you, Ken. Check on that for us. What the heck was that? It does know. only do 30 hertz. It does only do 30 hertz. So that changes it some. All right, so now this is only good for, in my opinion, a TV as opposed to a display. Yeah. Yeah. Right? All right, well, screw that. Next product. Uh, <laughs> that's all that's on our list. What time is it? God, that's early. Peanut, peanut butter jelly time? All right, well, that was it, everybody. Thanks, everybody, okay. for joining us. Yay. No, I'm just kidding, of course. Um, so... I guess if you guys have questions or want to insult Josh or somebody, something like that, like we're free to do that. Does anybody have anything they want to ask or have us discuss? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. I will repeat it. I7-930 
Is it worth upgrading now or waiting for DDR4? DDR4? That's no, going to be a while. No, yeah, no, wait, wait, yeah. You want to wait at least till the X99 comes out. Um, that's that's going to be the equivalent. Or not the equivalent. That's going to be the upgrade to that. If you go Z97, it's a, it's a side grade at best. Um, even it, uh, even an X79 is a side a 930 grade. 930 is a quad core, correct? I mean, it's a quad core. Right, yeah. but is it overclocked? It's not, it's, not the, it's, not, it's not the cores, it's the. Um, what, what are you overclocking it to? It's not that. I mean. I mean, oh, it, okay. The issue is X99 will bring DDR4, um, but as we have seen with every generational change in memory, the first generation of DDR4 is not going to be faster than no. DDR3. No. If it is, I'll be incredibly surprised because it didn't happen from SD RAM to DDR. It didn't happen from DDR to 2 and 2 to 3. Right? You always have this kind of ramp-up period where they're more worried about stability, they're more worried about making sure the controllers and, and the well, motherboards the, work. If there was one positive about DDR4, it's going to be probably more for the mobile market because it's going to pull power. less power. Yeah, not, but I mean, well, we're talking only, about replacing a 930. Yeah, that's but, not really well, not that's not that, not a big deal. The 930 is in Halo, which is triple channel. It's an X58 mm-hmm. probably. Right, so if you're worried about memory bandwidth, you, you might actually be getting better bandwidth. Yeah, with X99 will be quad. Oh, it's going to actually be quad? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, yeah. The X99 okay. is a direct replacement. The X-58. I mean, the X99 is going to be a killer platform, right? Like, I don't have a part or anything yet, but I, based on all the specs that yeah. Intel has mm-hmm. even publicly announced, right, about what Haswell E will will be. So, how far away is that? Uh, we don't really October. know, but it's going to yeah. be this year. It'll be before September the end of the year. Probably. Okay. Um, maybe we'll finally get Alan to move off his that, computer and go in 2006. I was just thinking, I'll be upgrading too. My 920 will go away. But, I mean, it's also going to be expensive, right? You'll be able to get a Haswell system today for relatively inexpensive. Right? You can get a motherboard. You don't have to spend $200. You can get a $150 yeah, motherboard. Cheap. Yeah, when the top CPU well, is 330 maybe. I, don't, I don't know if the X99s are going to be. No, I'm talking s- about Z97. Oh, Z97, yeah. You'll be able to get yeah. a, you can get a Haswell system. Z97 with, uh, I mean, crap, you can get the 4790K for the same price. The 4790K from, from Micro Center right. currently is 279 You can get a decent... DDR3 memory is going to be really cheap. DDR3 I have no idea me- what DDR4 well, memory is going to be. DDR3 memory has gone up in price. So it's, that, the memory stuff, it, it's a really weird thing because over the past it year or two, it's, it's, gone over, yeah. it's gone up. But when, DDR4 is not going to be cheaper. No, DDR4 is not going to be cheaper. It's going gonna, it's gonna to perform worse. It's going to have a higher latency. Plus but that's any, any uh, memory shift we see is always like that. But um, if you're looking for a system that you can keep as long as you've kept your i7-930, I think you wait for X99 mm-hmm. and you buy that system and you will plan to keep it that long as well. But um, if you, what you probably want to do if you can is hold off probably till spring to early summer. That's no, when the that. DDR4 no. prices and, and yeah, volumes talking, and stuff should probably be... I'm, I'm talking next now year. Now you want to buy right now. I'm talking next year. You, you hold off till spring or <laughs> early summer. Anything, I'm just the DDR, the DDR should be more stable. It may come down in price. Um, you know, yeah. it, it takes a while. It, they're ramping up now with DDR4 because they are going to release it, but you don't want the first batch of the stuff. Yeah, I mean, you're talking first yeah. round of production. It's yeah. gonna, the bending is not going to be the best. Like, you're not going to... Yeah. I think, but, but, I think, but I think I, by spring I think, or summer... I think should, you drastically underestimate the presence of a company like Asus to make sure that everything works perfectly. Yeah, right? but you're you talking about how many peripherals they test on their boards. You can't say oh, yeah. it's going right? to work. Their qual list on memory you can't say is you're longer, be able larger to, than anybody else's, isn't it? You can't say you're going to be able to tweak latency and memory clock speeds as well as you can tweak DDR3 now. Why as not? Mature, as why mature would, as DDR3 not? is. I mean, 
Why? I mean, because I mean the the engineering specs are there. DDR4 has been spec'd out for quite a it's while. Like two oh, years yeah, old. Uh, it's two years old, least, and also yeah. they've been actually producing modules and well, going through production for quite some time. I think it's going to be. I mean, they're going to dump a load on. Well, they've been, they've been making DDR4. The I mean, DDR4 and Again. DDR5 already. You're on graphics cards. GDDR is different than DDR. It's it's technologically it's it's different. So. If you want to keep that system for a long time, I would probably recommend waiting for X99. Um, I wouldn't recommend waiting as long as Mori recommends waiting. But what? if you're, but I like people ask me this all the time: Is there? Do I want to wait? Do I want to wait? Do I want to wait? And the thing is, with this industry, you can always wait. Mm. If you wait, there's always going to be a rumor posted on our site about DDR5 or whatever comes after Z97, Z107. I don't know. Z117. There you go, right? And 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 what those processors are. So if you're always waiting, you're going to be stuck with an i7 920 forever, and not and not move forward, right? And it depends on what your budgets are and what you you kind of. But if you go too do. fast, you'll end up with a crack die. Don't crack your processor die. Is the moral? He moral hit it with the rubber mallet. I was on a, I did. of Maury's story. Oh, so uh, we'll we'll tell the story real quick. Where's your processor, Maury? Let me see it. Let me see it. So this is a 4790K? No, it's a 4770K. This is a 4790. 4770. Yeah, if that was a 4790, oh, I'd okay, crying. Here we go. So this is a 4770K. Well, it's a nice Haswell unlocked part. And, oh, it's uh, unlocked. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Maury uh, wanted to delit it. He wanted to get the better, improved temperatures. Oh, I delitted it fine. Delitting of it was fine. It was easy. That was the easy part. Did you use Did you use a razor blade to do it? Like no, no, no. Delitting used a hammer. Yeah, what you do is you put you put the processor in a vice. Take a wood block on the edge. This sounds safe so far. Keep going. Yeah, you take a wood block. You said if you do not delit, you get the hose. What? Get out of here. All right. So so you put you put it in a vice and you you crank it down a little bit, not too too much. Um, you take a wood block, put it on against the green PCB, and gently tap it with a rubber mallet. <laughs> and no, seriously, all, you, all you're doing is you're um, basically the, 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 uh, page the, heat, the heat spreader on the CPU is held on to the uh, PCB by uh, RTV Black. Black RTV, which is uh, a caulk-like substance. It's basically rubber. Um, so all you're doing is dislodging that RTV. Um, the reason why you want to do that, if you're going to delit it rather than a razor blade, is because the razor blade you have a ch- you have the opportunity to cut the physical chips that are next to the die. If you if you hit it with the hammer, you, mean, you don't do that. If you, you hit mean it with like, the hammer, put them in a vice, you run the risk of compressing it all and no, smashing no, 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 it no. together. You mean like if the die cracks? So anyway, you got it delitted. I got delitted. And then you installed it in your water cooled system yes. with a uh, what was supposed to be a. Die protector. Yes, the MSI. I use the MSI die guard, which which MSI which sits is on saying, the processor, and its goal is to even out the distribution of weight, so that so that something doesn't happen. Yes, so that you don't so you don't crack your processor. Correct. If anybody remembers the days of building um, AMD systems with the Thunderbird yep. processor, well, even even yep. the, even right? the old, Where in, just had the old Intel die. The old Intel. Yeah, well, they didn't have heat spreaders on them, mm. and the die in the Thunderbird was tiny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And people would. And you had giant heat sinks on it. And, and to be fair, the heat sink retention mechanism was put all the force on this side yeah. and then push it over to that side. But they so had they had guards on, on them. They had some of them guards. Did. Some, but but they, you had to buy that extra. Yeah, kind of like we did here. And I well, they did I have those cracked. four sponges on the corner. <laughs> yeah, that was yeah, I, I, I think I broke three. Th- 
three Athlon dies mm-hmm. that yeah, way. I remember, the, I remember when AMD sampled me the Thunderbird processor. The first time I was, I was in college, I was super excited. I was like, man, I got this new processor. And like within 18 hours, I had broken it. Right. And, I, and I had to call these guys up and be like, uh, Damon. I screwed up, man. Um, so what happened with your processor? Mark? All right. So, uh, so I did. Li- so there I was in the fire. shower. Was ver- Gross. No, I, I was not in the shower. That was after. That was after. I was crying. <laughs> Hot water running down my back. But no, okay. So I deleted my processor fine. I was very nerve-wracking. I'm, I was very happy it, it was as easy as it was. Um, I uh, go to put out, I put, uh, take the cage off my motherboard, put the delay die guard with the processor on my motherboard, put it on. It seems to work okay. Temps initially are great. Okay. Then, but, um, but, but of course, you know, I, I wasn't done with the board. I was just testing it. So I had to, you know, um, remove the uh, heat sink, put it with on. the heat sink some times. more. Yeah. Yes. Mm. Now, the heat sink, I wasn't, I wasn't <laughs> doing the normal twist and all that. It was because I know it's, you know, it's a silicon die. It's glass. We're it's going, going to break. So I'm very gently putting the, you know, mm-hmm. the, uh, the, uh, uh, the water block on there, you know, going to each corner. I only put 140 pounds of torque oh, shut up. on... No, Get but, to the point. What's, yeah. what's the well, end anyway, Okay, here? anyway, I'm, I'm putting it on, put it off. Yeah, take, put it on, put it off a couple times. I start noticing just uh, stability issues. Um, at one point, uh, right before I started looking at it, one of the cores was going up to 100 when I was running at 4, four, uh, four gigahertz, which is nothing for a 4770K. 100, 100, uh, 100C. It was hitting uh, with the uh, with the eight of 64. So I know something's wrong. I look at the thing. It's cracked. It's basically it was cracked to the point where the water block was not sitting flush with the surface of the die. Here's what kills me. It was still running. Oh, it was running. Okay, yeah. I and had it running overnight. It. And you no. can read a temperature off of it. Oh, yeah. No, I was running it last night. I, I had to upgrade all my uh, game. I got to download all my games for Steam overnight, and that's what I was running. But there was cracks in it. Yes, a lot of cracks. Like there's multiple cracks. So oh, yes. Literally yes, the whole, millions yes. of wires are cut. Oh, yes. yes. Not the important ones. Apparently not. <laughs> no, I was. I was just. That's I mean, just for the L3 cache. Ba- basically, I think it was running. Yeah. I just got lucky. I mean, it, they're all ground. Wires. It's that that kind of problem you're going to see. That's a, that's you know you you'd see degraded it's performance eventually with stuff. Dude, not the metal yeah, layers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, delating is. I mean, I've had my experience with it. It's so I would recommend not to <laughs> don't do, do that. It. <laughs> don't do it. No, they, you can do it if you if you have one of those sixty dollar no. Pentium twentieth do anniversary processors. Oh, oh sure. Go ahead. If you're willing to throw money yeah. away, that's fine. Um. That Pentium anniversary processor, by the way, is pretty good. Uh, so you instead now you have a forty-seven ninety K. Yes, uh, fully on, lidded. Yes, and yeah. installed it in your system. Yes, on the way here. The in fact, you I installed it up, in line. I installed in line, TDQ. and yes, yes, and there were pictures. You know, one of the photographers, Quakecon photographers, actually took some pictures. Doing surgery of on your computer while waiting yes, in line. Yes, have yes. you turned it on yet? No, that'll be later tonight. Hopefully, if they let us in. Interesting. Hopefully. Interesting. All right. Anybody else? Questions? Thoughts? Everybody just wants to go back and drink wine. beer. Nothing. What about you, Josh? What uh, what what prize are you most excited to give away on this wall? Um, boy, I think it's that uh, gigabyte uh, Z seventy seven board. Z seventy seven motherboard. Yeah, All right. I mean, let me rock the eleven fifty five. Yeah, that's All right. sweet. Okay, Alan. Oh, the two SSDs that are not yet released. Oh yeah, yeah, we do have those. <laughs> Samsung sent us 850 Pro pair SSDs. of 850 Pro. You actually can't buy yet. 
So I, Can't so buy I, him till no, he's not going to throw it. Uh, so we're going to grind him up and snort him at the... Uh... <laughs> oh, man. I think that makes it like the first public release of those. Kind of? So. Kind of. I guess. Uh, I guess. I might have to benchmark one of them because we didn't test that capacity. Did you bring that with you? What, the test bed? Yeah. Well, there's one right there. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Uh, Maury, what about you? What do you got up there? Uh, well, that, uh, that EVGA 1,300-watt uh, power supply isn't, isn't too bad of a prize. We got a 1,300-watt power supply up there. Uh, I know what mine is, but I can't say what it is. Can we arc weld with that power supply? Oh, like yeah. On the stage? Yes. We, uh, we, have, we have at least one surprise giveaway at the end. We have two, actually. Well, okay. I'll say we're going to give away a G-Sync monitor. You're giving away Ken? Yeah, buddy. Tomorrow as well. The Asus uh, tomorrow. 20... Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Saturday. Tomorrow. Tomorrow I'm going to walk around G-Sync monitors throughout the BYOC. <laughs> and just hand them out. There you go. Asus, Asus doesn't know, but they gave me 56 G-Sync monitors. It's amazing. Sweet. Uh, we have one of the ROG Swift boards. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm just going to throw them out. We'll tape them under the seats. <laughs> Everybody look under your chairs right now. Wait, no, nobody has a monitor under there. Yeah, it probably doesn't say anything useful because I didn't put the paper there. Yeah. Um, so I'm really looking forward to uh, – I keep, almost said it again. I'm looking forward to Saturday. What's tomorrow, Thursday? Thursday. Are we Thursday. doing anything There's tomorrow? a lot of days. Uh, I think tomorrow. we're going to that barbecue place up the street. Okay. Yeah. No. Chinese barbecue. Chinese barbecue. Chinese barbecue. Chinese barbecue. The only walkable restaurant here, so – Denny's oh. too. Yeah, um, no. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was. I mean, it was a slow week. Next week we have. Uh, I do have a Tegra K1 tablet that I got oh. sent in, shipped oh, directly from China. It's, it's being tested. Xiaomi. Yeah, yeah. The Chinese one that they sold like fifty thousand of in forty seconds, and apparently, according to Ken, like this company's mo is they just. They make, one, they make one run of it, and they sell it, and then they're done, and they move on to the next mm-hmm. product. So it's a very interesting uh, exact replica of a, an iPad mini retina, but instead of an Apple SoC, it has the NVIDIA Tegra K1. Yep. Super impressive SoC. Looks very good. Yeah. What okay. kind of stuff are you working on? Uh, I've got a, uh, another A88X motherboard okay. review, a uh, GTX 760 ITX, and right. then uh, supposedly that other... One of the first AM, one of the first new AM3 Plus boards that I've seen in like over a year, and that's from MSI as well. Okay, Alan, what kind of storage goodies are you working on? We got a M550 Roundup. M550. Crucial. Yep. Right. Low, then, lower uh, cost than the 850 Pro. Some really big, fast hard drives that we can't say who they're from. But they're you know four I mean. and six terabyte. Four and six terabyte. So six terabyte hard drives are going to be coming from multiple sources now. Yes. Maury, what's next on your list? I have a uh, Gigabyte Z97, Z97 motherboard. Z97 uh, motherboard. That'll be the last uh, of the motherboards I have in my queue. And then uh, <laughs> and I have some coolers, too, coming up. Some air Listen, coolers from... You better what? tell me where the CMOS battery is. It better be in the pros and cons. It's up Josh's... Oh. But uh, hmm. So I, I am curious here. I'm just going to kind of generally poll the audience. Uh, how many of you... Did you all bring systems? Yes. Okay. And Were they PCs? No. <laughs> no. It's not okay that you brought your Mac with you. Um, how many... <laughs> you do your mixes right there on the thing. I can edit, edit video like the wind. Your, yeah, you do your, set up your DJ gig. Yeah, all right. <laughs> uh, how many of those systems are AMD processor-based? 
Okay. Okay. Yes. And the rest are Intel because nobody's running via processors anymore. I have a series-based system. Thank you. Yeah, nice. Uh, let's look at GPU, AMD, Radeon GPUs. GeForce GPUs. Two GeForce Three. GPUs. Oh, dear. Okay. Intel. Right. Intel GPUs. Intel built in. No. 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 Nobody willing to admit really. it. That's good, at least. Sweet. Anybody, what do you guys think? Uh, anybody invest in a 4K monitor? Anybody want to invest in a 4K monitor? I'm not selling them. I'm just, again, asking again. I need Maxwell. Eventually. You want Maxwell for it. That's what you're kind of waiting for for that. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's something we could, like, the proliferation of low-cost, high-resolution monitors. How yeah. much was that, uh, the Asus PB287Q? 650 yeah. Yep. $650. Mm-hmm. I think I saw that the Samsung version of it was on sale through, like, an eBay seller. You know, your mileage will vary for, like, $529. Because nobody's buying I did that see, one. I did see at least one person uh, carry a Samsung UHD display into uh, the BYOC. Oh, so sweet. I know there's at least one there. And I also saw, can I saw somebody get in the elevator with a 50-inch Seiki <laughs> 4K TV box that they were like taking up to their room. So I, there will at least be one of those. Last year there was that one guy that put like a 65 inch. Like, yeah, like on and he's running. Minecraft. That's dedication. Do you have to have two BYOC spots for that to yeah. put up? Yes. A six, 50, 65 inch but TV. All he played the whole time was Minecraft. Really? Yes. That's really disappointing. Hey, hey, Alan. I I, I come here and I play uh, first person shooter games only. I don't I don't play network games. But on a 65 inch. Like oh, I wouldn't be playing a 65-inch. A game designed I'd to be pixelated. What? And, oh, and are you guys all on 1080p monitors? Is that where we're all stuck? 1440p. 1440p. Mm-hmm. Did you buy another Korean no, uh, monitor craze? Asus. You got the Asus one? Okay. All right. That's a good one. Yeah? That's, yeah, exactly. Okay. Because, like, uh, anybody else have the 25 by 14? 25, 16? Yeah. No, he's doing the 30, the full so you 30. Got the, the 30-inch on that. Um, That's what I use. Yeah. I like that one. It's nice. <laughs> it's a very nice. <laughs> okay. All right. We're going to go there. Um, uh, I guess that's it. You get nothing else? Nothing else you guys want to bring yeah, up, talk about? What, what, what games are you playing at? Uh, it's on the 3D. Quake Live, yes. Okay. Whatever. TF2. All right. Company of Heroes 2. No Dota. That's supposed to be the most popular game in the world, right? We should count how many Dota Actually, players. <laughs> so I want to go through this. This is actually uh, that's. I'll be interested to see the. We we've kind of been posting these most popular games over the last month type news stories, and Dota Two's up there. League of Legends. Nobody. Nobody. Yeah. Okay. League of Legends players. It's all the same to me. Actually, the Humble, uh, the Humble 2K bundle is pretty good this week. They added yeah. like five more games. Did they? So number one, yeah. League of Legends. Number two, Dota 2. Number three, World of Warcraft. Four, Counter-Strike Go. Yeah? Okay. Uh, number Big five, Diablo 3. <laughs> okay. Uh, Wildstar. Anybody playing Wildstar? Just started it, yeah? It's, it's new, right? Yeah, so it's... Uh, Minecraft is seven. Wow. Mm. Watchdogs. <laughs> I'm going to beat your ass on the ground. Vanilla Minecraft for life. I'm telling you. <laughs> uh, after Watchdogs, we got Hearthstone, uh, BF4. Yeah. Yes. 
Yeah. It was interesting. Uh, so they released Battlefield 3 for free this past month. They, yeah, they, for like three days. And that jumped up like 23 spots in the, in the ranking, while Battlefield 4 went down four spots this month. World of Tanks. Uh, uh, yeah. TF2's on here. Payday 2. Warframe. I remember, I think the first time I saw Warframe was here last year. I saw some people mm. play it and I said, I don't know what that is. Please tell me. Nobody? Okay, Warframe's over. Uh, Final <laughs> Fantasy XIV, Gary's Mod, <laughs> Guild Wars 2, Skyrim, and ESO. No? Wolfenstein is not on the top 20 list of games played in June. Do you? Well, yeah. Hey. I've heard nothing but good no. things about, about Wolfenstein. Oh, so. ESO is about to get a bump, though, too, because they're releasing something. That's, that was, they're, so, they're announcing something during one ESO. of the so, uh, Any, any guys... Supreme Commander players here? <laughs> Total Annihilation. Oh, man. T.A. Was... Who's excited what, about the, the uh, Doom reveal? They're out 3,000 copies of ESO. Tomorrow, right? If I what? say tomorrow, Doom is tomorrow. Yes. Doom is tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. Who's excited uh, about the Doom online? reveal tomorrow? Oh. You think they're going to let you? You can uh, see gameplay? You guys think you're going to? Elder Scrolls online. No cameras are allowed? Well, sure. Yeah. 2,000 people sitting at us. Yes, go to the keynote grades. tomorrow. Yeah. Doom uh, 4. Yeah. Just checking my time this way. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I guess that's it. Um, thank you guys for joining us. Uh, people on the live stream, sorry it was a l- lower content week, but I guess... Nobody did anything this week? You guys need to be more productive Are we going to be streaming any additional things? Yes, we will have... uh, If all goes to plan, we will still be streaming the hardware workshop on Saturday at noon at pcper.com slash live uh, and pcper.com slash workshop. So we'll still be streaming it. Uh, If you're on the stream, you can't win anything. So only people in attendance will be able to win. So that's good news for all you guys. Uh, Bad news for all of you guys. Um... We tried to think of a way to do that realistically, and it just, just painful. never it never came out. Uh, but like I said, <clears throat> again, huge thanks to our sponsors, Seasonic, NVIDIA, and Logitech for bringing us here. And uh, all of these guys that have donated stuff, plus lots of other people that are not represented yet because their shipments aren't here yet. So uh, make sure everybody stops by on Saturday, and uh, we will see you next week at PC Perspective. I'm Ryan Trout. I'm Josh Walrath. I'm Alan Momentano. And I'm Maury Tattleman. 